Welcome to this episode of Scales Needed, everybody. Woo! Man, that's, that that's exactly what I'm talking about. You guys, yeah. we, we do we do one version of of sound check, and then everyone starts yelling super loud. And well, it clips well, everything. well, the woo, the yelling super loud, the wooing. That's 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 fine if that clips there. You know, big big yells that are way outside the range. That's fine. It's that's supposed fine. to clip. It's like part of the part of the nuance of like the show well yeah it, it should be expect you can't you can't adjust levels for if i go like ah you know that <laughs> that me. for example is going to clip no matter what but you got to get the normal range of talking uh, yeah. in there so yeah, it's i'm not, definitely uh, not going to talk yeah. that loud anymore clearly this uh, is you can I'm tell staying. that i am not a professional with any of our sound editing and i'm the person who does all the sound editing mm-hmm. so what you you don't want it to go over because if you go over it's right. fucked if it's a, if it's under, all that means is you hear a lot more room tone in their voice. Mm. And you know what? That's fine. That's okay. Room People tone. are used to that. Sounds really amb- nice. Amb- ambient noise. Not technically not room tone. Ambient noise. Mm. Do you know what those those things are, Chase? Do you yeah. know the difference between room tone and ambient noise? Yeah, that's so. Uh, oh, it's, it's actually neither of those things. I don't know what I'm talking about. Just One the general things. electronic noise floor. The that's je ne sais the quoi yeah. of you know sounds mm-hmm. <laughs> all right guys so here's the deal we just watched literally just watched the fittest in dubai documentary and uh i feel like we might as well since we're fresh might as well just kick this off and start talking about how we felt about this this documentary deal so since we're fresh since we're we fresh and, and it's hot fresh takes. in our minds give us some hot takes chase how'd you feel uh nothing out of the ordinary i mean they didn't like completely blow my mind with anything it was like fitness um there was a lot more talking than i anticipated uh <laughs> could have definitely yeah i mean it was cool because normally whenever we get one of these things it's just literally like dubstep and Whoa. and working out at high speed this one was like working out kind of but then like a, a a lot a lot of explaining of stuff that you probably already know if you're like this deep watching this type of niche event uh that was kind of unnecessary um and then there was a lot of talk about like asking other competitors like what do you think of matt fraser and them being like he's pretty fucking good at this crossfit thing and then it was a lot of matt (laughs) fraser being really good at this and then a lot of like laura horvath like uh basically just not not having a good weekend i felt like they they dwelled on that a little bit too much i think maybe they were like originally set out to be like laura horvath's gonna crush this because she got second at the games and then it didn't go that way, so they had to like kind of RIP her like forty five minutes into it. I don't know, maybe like forty minutes. Well, you know, I don't think they spent too much time on that because really, that's the only dramatic or interest, particularly interesting thing that happens over the course of the thing. Very so true. you know, as one of the top athletes having an injury, going out like the twenty fifteen fittest on earth, Annie dropping out because of the sun being hot and stuff and you know that icelandic skin and body just not used not to that kind of heat for it. uh and then the the dramatic you know so there was that was at least a dramatic thing that happened so i'm fine with them focusing on that but you know i mean it's it's similar to just based on the same model as the various fittest on earth documentaries which almost by their design can't be good because you're just kind of you have the mandate i think from on high to just show the event event by event the event is the star not the people or the stars and you're just kind of obligated to go through each single one of the events in the 
larger event, and it's really, really, really hard to make that interesting. Like, the only time that was actually done interesting was Every Second Counts, but you'd had to go go through a whole lot of extra effort to make that interesting, such as answer a lot of talk about a lot of profound questions about what is the nature of CrossFit? Is this really the fit, the, the determining who is the fittest on earth? And an actual deep dive into some of that, visiting some of these folks at home and their personal lives prior to the competition. So you got to know them, got to know their backgrounds, got to know a little bit about them and hang out with them for a while, opining about anticipating the start of the event. Uh, and then you got to see the event play out and play out in uh, various unexpected ways. So, you know, that's, that's, a, that's, that's a real movie. These other things, they're just long highlight videos, which... Is fine. I get. I get. I get that. That's that's the mandate. You know, you're hired to do a thing, and that's the thing you do. But you know, it's not a. It's not a real movie. It's the exact type of movie that someone who likes the those types of movies would enjoy. I think, and yeah. it's it's not very long either. It's like it was an hour, less than an hour. It was like fifty five minutes or fifty six minutes or something. Did you say it felt long? It felt pretty long. Uh, yeah, so it was, it was less than an hour, so it passes by in that period of time, although, as, <laughs> as Chase would say, it felt real long. Um, I would say if you like the fittest in, do- in like, the fittest in the world documentaries or whatever the fuck those things were called. Uh, F- fittest on Earth. I the fittest, there is, we go. It's very much after that mold. It's, it's neither better nor worse than those it's, for it's, the most yep, part. Yep, it's right up there. Uh, oh, and I can say one thing in praise of it, one genuine thing in praise of it. Normally, the part that's most annoying about all these things is the music choices being just uninspired and samey the whole time. You know, it's a little bit of anticipatory music before the event, and then when the event starts, it's bada 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 with the drums or the dubstep or whatever is popular. The same rhythm, the same beat, without any variation or anything interesting going on. Uh, you know, it's okay if something is happening that's fast really fast on screen, and the music is slow. It's okay to do that. You can have slow music with no drums, no drums, <laughs> when something fast is going on. That's called variation. That's called variation. But they had one inspired music choice, which I actually enjoyed. I don't know if it was <laughs> clever or pragmatic. When they were talking about the sharks in the ocean that might run into them, they used that old chestnut, the fourth movement from Dvorak's Ninth Symphony, the so-called New World Symphony, which begins with So the beginning of that, the first really notes good. of that sound like Anyway, uh the wow. uh, yeah, it's a it's a really really awesome symphony and uh they of course did that because the first notes of it sound like the jaws theme, but it's uh, not copyright protected. So I'm thinking that the it's obviously public domain. It's 100 years old, but I guess the recording, they, you can spend some money on the recording. But was that done in... Was that the, the, the more inspired motivation for that is the knowledge that John Williams, in writing the Jaws score, obviously ripped off Dvorak in the New World Symphony. It's the same notes and the same rhythm. You know, John Williams has this, you know, really smart idea of a, a totally original approach to a score of how to how to do this shark coming at you by just copying a thing that someone smarter than him did a hundred years ago. But how dare you? That's fine. Smart. No, he, he he quotes the no, I'm I'm uh, being too hard on John Williams. John Williams quotes a lot of 
composers and doing his stuff. But a lot of folks don't know that the most famous of John Williams' cues in a movie, probably, is that Jaws thing, which is a straight-up ripoff, which is fine, but uh, I don't know if those guys realized they were going to the source, or if it's like, what kind of sounds like the Jaws theme, but we can have the rights to, and then found that, Googled it and found it. You haven't, you haven't revealed to them to him how much they spent on this have you i don't think i can talk about that actually no. <laughs> i mean they i spent I, a lot of money i, I, on this. I, I can gather they would have spent a lot of money on it sure sure yeah, sure they spent- I, I budget these things you know professionally and i know how much money i would spend on it but uh tell me what what they actually spent i'll tell you off i'll tell you off the air okay but i will say that they spent a lot of money on it much more money than i would have expected it to cost although i guess it makes sense um and I saw three cameramen, three sound mixers. What would you think it would cost to make that thing? Are we counting things like plane tickets and hotel accommodations? Or are we assuming yeah, that's generally. taken care of by the folks? Generally. Well, yeah, pl- actually, plane tickets to Dubai, accommodations in Dubai, that's where you really spend all your money there. Yeah. Huh. So hard to believe. Yeah. If. I can't imagine spending, and assuming, you know, they all had their own gear and stuff, I can't imagine spending more than $20,000 on this. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Cool. That sounds about right. Okay. They, they, I think, I think it was like, I think it was a little bit more than $20,000, Okay. that sounds about right. Okay. So that's fine. You're you're thinking like disguising, oh, they spent $200,000 on this. Like, no. No, no, to a twenty thousand. Yeah, yeah, seems about accurate. No, two hundred thousand dollars would be absurd. What yeah, would they do with that money? They'd be oh, fucking just handing out cash. Oh, you can do a lot with that money. You the can people do a in the lot stands. with that money. Anyway, Maybe that's what they should have used the money yeah, for. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Either way, okay. So my thoughts on this, on this documentary. One, I, I enjoyed the fact that it was less than an hour long. I'm really happy about that. <laughs> I'm not particularly the biggest. I'm not the biggest fan of the fittest on earth series. Um. I think the last really good documentary thing about the CrossFit games that came out was, is actually for free on that on uh, YouTube and it's called, it's just simply titled 2014 games. And it was like, they had sent, uh, they'd sent like Mars and Heber to go do, um, fittest in history with rich. Mm-hmm. And so they left, uh, they left, um, the team, to make their own documentary about the games. And they came out with, in my opinion, the best one that has come out, you know, in the past like five years. Um, and it, it's, it does a lot of the things that, that cliff mentioned. They talk to a lot of the athletes before and after they set the tone for what's going on. They don't feel beholden to telling the, the, uh, story of the games event by event by event. They tell the story of the games through the eyes of certain athletes who are going through it. And their experiences either leading up to the games and the season of the games and during the games itself. It's 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 really, really well done. I actually really love that that documentary. This feels more like the Fittest on Earth series. Yeah. Huh. Um, it was obviously inspired by that. I mean, it's called Fittest in Dubai. So the the base knowledge, the only thing you need to know is if you liked the Fittest on Earth series, you will like this this um this documentary documentary yes. right if you enjoyed it you can find it on itunes and vimeo if you like those fittest on earth you'll like this one because it's it's just as good if not better than those were uh mainly better just due to its brevity in my opinion sure. but either way um it tells you know the story of the dubai crossfit championship the very first sanctional they do a pretty decent job of laying out 
the uh, the season and why things are different and why the DCC is important in, in the new season. They do a really good job of laying out how the athletes sort of like feel about competing throughout the course of the weekend. Um, but, you know. Because I can't help it, it's like, okay, here's how to, there's a pro tip for anyone making any documentary about a CrossFit event or any larger event or anything. Uh, uh, and here's how I would have done the Dubai documentary. One, you need to have v- various acts which vary in tone, and it's based on a uh, uh, the the drum- various. Uh, what? <sighs> Got it. No, I sorry, I, I don't want to get into this here. But what you would have is the first act is just getting to know the characters, the setting, and the pre-existing conflicts. And so, given that it's in Dubai. You have a super easy thing to do here. The whole first, let's say, 15 minutes of it is prior to any... You could have a quick high-energy pre-title. That's fine. But once it gets started, at least 15 minutes before the event starts, and maybe if it's an hour-long documentary, maybe spend 20 minutes or longer, of just people arriving in Dubai. We get to see them getting off the jet. Man, it was a long flight, talking about that shit. Seeing each other for the first time. Checking into their super sweet hotel because no doubt they had some pretty super sweet hotel rooms in Dubai. This is you know funded by the like tourism whatever in Dubai, so you can do that. But folks arriving, interacting with each other, chilling out, you know, talking, spreading rumors, kind of all that stuff. Getting to getting to know all that just in that setting, seeing what's around them. You get to know their their personalities a little bit. You get to see some folks interact with each other. Maybe get to see there's a little bit of tension between these two people. These two people are buddies, all that stuff, prior to the first event starting. So that's your first pro tip I'm going to give you. Anyone who's making a long documentary about a CrossFit event, you want to have that first act to establish the characters the setting and the pre-existing conflicts before the action actually starts when the action actually starts that is your beginning of act two whether you're working with a five-act structure or a three-act structure it's going to be pretty much the same okay so that's that's the first and only pro tip you'll get on this podcast i have a different pro tip go for it and and this is how i would have done it had i been the uh, producer, director, and shooter for this. Uh, essentially, you open up the film, and uh, we're not we're not in Dubai. Where are we? We are in wherever the fuck Pat Vellner lives, Canada. Oh, that is a far better way to go. Yeah, yeah. That is a, that's a, I'm assuming they were stuck with it. Okay, shit. We just got to start filming this today because the event is starting now, and we don't have anything else to. Do. Obviously, if they were looking way ahead of time, yes. Definitely start it there. Definitely 100%. go visit them at home. That is that is the by far the preferred approach. I'm just thinking practically. It's like the dudes who are hired to do this. It's like, okay, the event is starting in two days, and we gotta start filming now. What the fuck are we gonna do? Okay, they're getting off their planes. Sure, that's the first time yeah. we can see them. Let's just start doing shit. But yes, your thing is better. Yeah. Well, we're in wherever Pat Vellner is in Canada, and he's he's just in his house and he's brushing his teeth. You see that the next thing you see is he he uh, basically has rips pa- down and suns his butthole. No, no, he has a passport, but it's a it's an American passport, and you're like that doesn't seem to make sense. So if you're paying attention, you're you're already realizing that things aren't adding up. Uh, the next shot, we are in uh, Florida, Travis Mayer's hometown, but we're not we're not at Travis Mayer's house. We're we're at an abandoned warehouse 
slash fucking abandoned middle of nowhere area of Florida. And all you see is just a fucking big pile of dirt, a shovel, and you see Pat Vellner's gym bag. All right. Next okay. scene that We're we see. Up mystery. Man, we are, we are, you, 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 this better be leading somewhere. Oh, it's going somewhere. Okay, I think okay. I know okay. where this is going. I okay, like it okay. so far. Go on. Next scene, we arrive in Dubai. Okay. And it's not the standard, go. it's not the standard, like everybody getting off the flight. Like we see like uh, uh, Matt Fraser arrive. We see Jamie Green get there. They, they all touch down and they're walking out of the airport and you're like, oh, this is tight. This is cool. Whatever. But then we linger at the airport just a little bit longer and we go to where the fucking luggage that's underneath the plane that isn't like everybody else's luggage, just like uh, parcels and shit. And you see Travis Mayer get out of a fucking like parcel box. Okay. So he's flown here, but not, not in a seat. He, he, he shipped himself. He shipped himself. Okay. There, right. And you're like, man, that seems kind of strange, but Travis Mayer is a funny dude. We have all the regular interstitial cuts of him being interviewed, asked about what's going on with this Matt Fraser. This is a Fraser. long setup. Um, and he's saying all the typical things mm-hmm. that he said in this film where he's just like, you know, I think he could be beat if he was pressured. Um, you know, any given day I could really take him. Um, and if you've really followed CrossFit, you're like, man, that sounds a lot like something Pat Vellner would fucking say. Oh, no. Anyways, the whole fucking thing <laughs> plays out. And then at the end, uh, Travis Mayer is standing on the podium and he takes off his fucking face and it's Pat Vellner the oh, whole time. Wow. And we learn that Travis Mayer is fucking dead wow. in a ditch. And you're like, man, this really fucking unfolded that- differently. That's a surprise. No one ever saw that coming. So murder mystery. Yeah. The greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing you he doesn't exist. Exactly. That's it right there. That that could well have happened. We don't know. He just didn't. He didn't take it. And and no, it's it. The reveal is after the podium's over, after everyone's left already, you know, uh, Travis Mayer is like tired and sore and limping to the to the uh, airport. And then he starts walking straight and normal, and then he takes off his face, and it's Pat Vellner, and he steps into like a limo or something. They just just awesome. completely cut it, from, just completely steal it from Usual Suspects. That's the move. Just see him throughout By the, the way, film. Spoiler alert, I guess, <laughs> for people who haven't seen a thirty-year-old movie. Um, just see him chugging maple syrup throughout the whole whole movie and you don't understand why uh I, i'm curious what has inspired this this is a very <laughs> complex narrative you've told us very and it that had that led to a surprise ending where where did this come what inspired i'm just trying this? to make the film more Dude. interesting okay, okay you mentioned you mentioned he's chugging he's like mysteriously chugging uh maple syrup the entire weekend i was at 20.5 on thursday pat velner was there the actual pat velner sure was there be too sure and after the workout was over i literally heard one of the people ask him hey pat you bring some maple syrup with you (laughs) it's okay to be racist to canadians that's like that's what we all know and even he was like no not this time he's like man i'm so fucking tired of this joke so fit i'm so good at crossfit but you're just asking me about maple syrup okay i can't understand anything you're saying with that floppy head of yours just flopping up and down like a trash can (laughs) uh yeah yeah so the the verdict is is if you like that type of movie go watch it because you know the dcc is coming up in a couple months like six weeks or whatever month and a half a month probably i don't know when it is i think it's like mid to late december Yep. So, you know, 
It the, totally sums up all of the events, and you see the people do all of the events. That's right. So if you want to know what all the events are and see all the people doing them, that is what it is for, and that is what it does. Yep. Um, for me, I I enjoyed the, the characters that they had to work with. I mean, we got to hear from Horvath, who we haven't got to hear too much from. We heard a lot from Jamie Green. Had some interesting, like... Uh, cut betweens with uh, Briggs and Sigmund's daughter, mm-hmm. which we don't really know anything about that friendship. Would have been cool if they could have like played that up more, but it was interesting to see nonetheless. I felt like on the guy's side, the the only thing they had going for him was uh, Street Horner. They're like, man, let's just put this really, really handsome, handsome guy, guy in front of the camera <laughs> yeah. as much as possible. They're like, Street, could you please just narrate everything that happens? He's like, this is uh, this is Matt Fraser working out. Like, yeah, yeah, just just talk about Matt Fraser working out for us. They even have a moment where it's like meta and they understand it. They have an entire section where someone is saying, like the the event organizer for DCC is saying, isn't this guy the most handsome guy? Shouldn't he just be a model? And then like they turn Reveal the camera there's and like, there. there's like three chicks and they're like, yeah, for sure. A hundred percent. He's so hot. And it's like, yeah. All right. That was really weird. Like, go one, street. Go. One improvement this has uh, just reminded me of it over the fittest on earth. documentaries. No fucking narrator. Thank you. Thank you. No, oh, yeah. no voice of God telling you what's going on or narrating anything, which I don't know if all the fittest on earth documentaries did, but whenever it happens, it's annoying as hell. Hmm. So just have the people with their faces that you see be interviewed and talk about yeah. stuff and convey the information via those means. Yeah. I mean, listen, if you, again, if you like the fittest on earth documentaries, you're going to like the fittest in Dubai documentary. It's, it's very much cut of the same cloth better because it's shorter. That's I think that's yeah. the best way to describe it. Better is no, shorter and no narrator. I also have no idea what it costs, so that's up to you to figure out yeah, whether what, uh, it's worth buying it or not. But what uh, is it? Probably like four ninety nine to rent. Yeah, I don't but know. for folks who aren't going to spend the money, aren't going to see it, and aren't interested in seeing it, and there might be some out there amongst our listeners, did anything else interesting happen this week in the world of CrossFit? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, man, twenty point five was announced not yeah. too long ago. Mad fucking whack. Yeah, yeah, you didn't like it, huh? That's all right. It's whatever. And here's how out of CrossFit I am. My dad texted me his score on 20.5 on the Friday there. And uh, I realized this is how out of it I am when I'm not like physically participating in an open announcement with Armin. Uh, it's like, oh, shit. 20.5, I guess, was announced yesterday. Sweet. I forgot about that. Had no idea what it Damn. was. Had to quickly really. look it up before congratulating my dad on his performance. Really authentically living that CrossFit life, folks. Uh-huh. Yeah, totally. Um, so 20.5 is 40 muscle-ups, 80 calorie row, 120 wall ball for time, and you can split it up however you want. Choose your own adventure style. Yeah. This is unique. It is unique. It felt weird for the sake of being weird. Sure. It was like, look, we can do creative stuff. Check yeah. it out. This is different. Well, and they're op- not the first to do it, by the way. The IOQ uh, had a workout that was that mm-hmm. was like that. It was wall balls and toast bar. Yeah. And those it was it was wall balls and toast bar, same deal. Choose your own adventure. Wasn't it like 150 and like 60 toto bar or something? Uh, I think it's a little more on the toast bar side, but yeah, something like that. Yeah. Well, in a workout with muscle ups, it overcomes the shitty problem we talked about about that one workout. So that uh, one open workout a couple years ago that started with muscle ups. Sure. Therefore, yep. it cuts people out of it. Now, if you have a workout with muscle ups in it, but it's a choose your own adventure workout, the folks who know they can't get a muscle up can just do the other shit. Yeah. That's 100% That's correct. actually what they have to do. Oh, yeah. So they can get the tie break time. Um, that's, that's what I did. And it, it completely fucked me because 
I, so I didn't, I was, I had no confidence that my shoulder was going to be able to do even a single muscle up. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to try and blitz through these rowing and wall ball. Reps. And it took you nine fifty seven. Mm. I feel like that's as fast as I probably could have done it. Like maybe a little bit faster, but did you do it unpartitioned? No, like, no. Okay. I did eight rounds of 10 and 15. Oh, that's where you lost time. Yeah. That's why I had some transitions there. So Shit. there's, there's maybe like 30 seconds maybe 40 seconds of transitions probably that I could have saved, but I, I would have lost that if I tried to do it on like straight through. Yeah. Um, I definitely would have lost that, but either way, uh, I, I, I did okay. I did 22 muscle ups. I really fast. My whole, my only hope fingers crossed is that I have the fastest tie break for that, that score. <laughs> I don't think you got, the you don't think so. You no, think there's someone else that's, that's there's someone else that did 22 that muscle shit. ups, but did it faster than me. Yeah. So they're just worse at muscle ups than I am. Yeah. But they're better at fitness. That's even, that's so much more embarrassing there, for me. There is a large man. That's like two fifty right now that like broke the fucking rower <laughs> Shit. and did the wall balls unbroken it's, and then got 22 muscle ups. Just strict. Speaking of large man who broke the rower, Jesus Christ, uh, our boy D Rob, finished in like 14 and a half minutes or something no like no that. i thought it was 13 in like 20 seconds was it yeah that's that's out of that's out of this world that's way too fast well it's easier to do muscle-ups if you're literally pulling the whole rig down that's right and then jumping on top and riding it back up that's a good point that's a good point he's just riding the whip of the steel yeah getting him just all the way up to the top of that that muscle up he's um, he's ha- he has massive triceps dog he's a large human he benches he's so strong he sent me uh, so his knees are all jacked up. Yeah. Like super jacked. He actually couldn't do any of the like previous workouts. Like I think he skipped at least two of the four, uh, previous workouts. And that should tell you something. You don't need legs to do this workout. hundred percent. 120 wall balls. You don't need your his legs. Knees, his knees literally do not work. It's and, just fluff. They and fuck so you up for everything else. He'll send me his like workouts. Uh, I think the last workout he sent me, he benched like 315 for like 17 or some shit like that. Uh, so so he's kind of strong guys he's kind of strong uh so yeah d-rob murdered it how did you do chase i did okay yeah I'm not, I'm not pissed with how i did um but i think i could do better with a different strategy so i i finished uh i finished in 1621 which probably didn't beat cliff's dad um but muscle-ups aren't like my jam and i think i fucked up and had wall ball and muscle-ups happening at the same time and for me, like pressing and locking out something that's super difficult. And uh, I probably need to separate those movements as much as I can. Even if that means I get fucked doing a bunch of wall balls at the end. I think that's just the smarter move. My plan going in was to do one big set of muscle ups. Um, see how far I could get. My big set turns out was only eight. <laughs> yeah, that's embarrassing. You should not have said that. Yeah. Well, listen, I fell through the rings and then got no rep on that rep. And then like basically your heart like explodes. So you're just like, well, maybe I can get one more or two more if you're fucking fatigued. Uh, So the first set got biffed. uh, And then I went into what I was hoping would be eight rounds of uh, 15 wall ball and 10 cal row, but I turned it into 20 cal row. I don't know why I did that. Yeah, you should not have done that. Um, And then... uh, Because what ended up happening was you finished up your row and all you had... You had left like 60... You had left 60 wall ball and like 18 muscle ups. You're just just like stuck doing nothing but the two things that you're most fucked at. at. Yeah. Yeah. Well, in my head, I was like, well, you know, it can't hurt to finish a movement early. And it can. It can hurt. It turns out... (laughs) turns out it does if you're gonna finish a movement early it should be like your weakest movement so that's that's the new game plan is to like 
just spend all my time trying to do muscle ups, even if that means I stare at the rings, I think doing anything else is going to fatigue me for it. And uh, as if it's a consolation prize, I can tell you, you did beat my dad. Oh, thank God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's good. That's that, that's good. That's good. There's uh, other. I mean, yeah, it's it's like uh, finding the special sauce that works for you, right? And I kind of got influenced by uh, Armin and by Winchester on some game plan. Well, actually, Winchester's game plan is more like what my my second attempt's going to be like. Um, I think Armin was like thinking like best case for everybody, but he doesn't realize that I have a super duper shitty lockout. Yeah. Chase is a special my, snowflake. My, in this one. my triceps blow up so quick. That is very true. I watched it happen. I watched it happen in real life. Yeah. Like I can pull myself on top of the rings all day. I don't think there was any like chance of me missing, like getting on top of the rings. Yeah, but you've got that transition, but that lockout, some of those presses were like, he's going to fail this dip right now. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't have a kip to my dip. You know, like where people no can kip in that dip, you know, like people can like bring their knees up to their chest and yeah. like it gets them out of the bottom. I, to be fair, I don't either. I can't figure it out. That was one of the most common comments that was on my video that I put on YouTube. People were like, oh, man, you're doing the fucking strict drink dip at the top of your muscle up. It's like it's not intentional. Just suck at doing that, man. I'm sorry. Yeah. It so is what it is. I'm going to try to be more. Listen, also, I had I was confident. I was confident that I had like real rhabdo in my abdomen before this workout. Full um, rhabdo. Like. To the point where I tried to do some uh, seal, like to warm up, and it was like the one of the most painful things I had done the whole day, dude. And they're like maybe in the last month, it was super fucking painful. Um, Chase trains like a maniac. I don't, you know, I I had been doing like core progressions on Wednesdays, and I think maybe the intensity was just too high this Wednesday, and I fucked myself. <laughs> and then also on Friday, what gave you the rhabdo? I have to know. So. What I did was 700 GHD sit-ups. No, we did uh, in class. <laughs> in class, we did 27, 21, 15, 9 of dumbbell snatches and a 200-meter run, which on the surface, like, you're gonna, what, what's going to happen there? Actually, it's the other way. It's 9, 15, 21, 27. You finish going up. Mm. Uh, and at the end of that workout, I was like, man, my core is, like, a little pumped. Like, I could, you know how you get like a pump in your biceps? I had it in my abs. The reason why his core was pumped is because Chase treated it like it was the final workout at the CrossFit Games and was like pulling the, the dumbbell down. Yeah. I was, I was really going on. I was like, I'm fucking crazy this workout. We, yeah, we haven't done any like high intensity because we've been doing the open. So it's been pretty chill I for regular training. I don't get how you get, I, just, I don't, I don't so, get how you get amp soreness from that. Well, see, there was that. And then I went home and I did, um, um, uh, eight minute EMOM of two rope climbs and six toe to bar, which isn't bad. It's not a lot of volume. It's 48 it's reps. It's less than 50 reps. Okay. Um, Go on. What's next? And then I did some strict handstand push ups and pull ups, which is like As whatever. Always, always got to do that on Wednesday. And then I think this is what really fucking took it over the line. Uh, it was me, uh, my girlfriend Linda, and my teammate Hobbs. And we were doing basically like a team workout where it was 10, uh, 10 GHD sit-ups, uh-huh. 10 cow on the ski, yeah, um, and then 10 uh, burpees with a plate. So you have the plate on the ground, you go down to it, and then you lift it over your head, and that's a rep. Every uh, one of those uses the abs. It does. All three of those use the abs. And the way it worked is like, I go, you two go. 
So you're getting a like two to one rest ratio. So whenever you go, you can like fucking blow it up. Like I was trying to go uh, sub one minute rounds. And I think that might have been, I think that was the key. It was just three rounds of that. And I think that was enough to just. So it wasn't volume, it was intensity. That's what I was saying. That's savage. Yeah. Uh, You should do what I did, which is um, since 20.3, the only workouts I've done were 20.4 and 20.5. So oddly enough, weeks, your two worst workouts. Yeah, it's hard to believe. That, I don't know if I should repeat what you once did. I start once you stop working out. When you do work out, you get worse. It's yeah, really weird. Um, yeah, man, I'm glad that your abs aren't exploded and that you're not dead. I f- I feel much better today. Um, so hopefully we continue that trend. And Monday I feel good. And whenever I come down on my ring muscle ups, I'm not in kind of agony coming through the coming through the kip yeah i hope i can be there for when you do it again because that'll be fun to watch going full send trying to do 40 muscle-ups in under eight minutes and then do the rest of the fucking workout (laughs) and then again under eight minutes i can do that shit under eight minutes damn call your shot (laughs) shoot your shot that's what matters uh well i was at the 20.5 live announcement and um that was pretty fun that was pretty cool got to do a little pre-show with justin uh, which is always exciting, always a good time. Um, I was a little bummed that the their end result didn't actually come out super hot. Like the actual live stream itself was a little bit laggy and, and kind of fucked up, which is a bummer because I really just wanted to be able to like point to it and be like, look, a fucking million people watched us. But like it started trending to where like a million people were going to watch it. And then they all realized that, you know, the audio and video were out of sync and it was having like stuttering issues. And it's yeah, like, all right, well. We're not going to watch this, I guess. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. It was fucking hard to get through. Thanks. And I like both you and Justin. Yeah. Imagine if you don't even like you guys and you're trying to watch it. Yeah, I can I can imagine. I it, it, I can imagine it's a really, really rough speed bump for a lot of people who are just kind of like, well, <laughs> this sucks. God damn it, Reebok. And yeah. Then, and then stepped away. At least they are all blaming Reebok, so that's good. Yeah. What am I going to do? I was, I was literally sitting there on camera. I, I can't. I don't have anything to <laughs> do with like, it. man. This Armin and fucking Justin guy fucking sucks. Why can't they figure out a stream? We spent we spent so much time rehearsing. We spent hours and hours rehearsing and like putting together like a really solid run of show and like, you know, the 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 timing was really good and like all the topics were all really well thought out. We had like a really solid discussion of stuff to talk about and like I think we I feel like we executed it really well. Just no one got to see it. <laughs> executed really well because of how the feed came out so that's a bit of a bummer but um it was it was good it was it went well i mean the workout was like the announcement of the workout i actually feel really bad for annie and pat that's those are the two athletes that were going head to head i feel bad for them because this is a workout where you want to fucking stop and like think about what's about to happen and they had no opportunity to stop and think about what's going to happen like pat actually posted a photo of himself on the floor so like they're standing there next to Darina Darina announces the workout and they have five or six minutes before they start because oh, well and it's fucked so like Pat is like sitting like squatting on the floor and he has the printout of it written so he doesn't have the official rules yet he just has it like written down and he just is staring at the writing of the workout really hard like concentrating and just because it's so loud in there there's 400 people like 
talking about the workout to each other. He doesn't have a coach with him. He just traveled there alone. Like at least Annie has Fred and like they train together all the time. So like Fred could like tell yeah. her, Hey, and Brent was on the, ca- on the, on the stream. So he couldn't help him. Right. There you the go. Professor was and, not there. for. And him. Brent was Brent. Brent wasn't there to like talk to Pat about what the workout was. Cause he was commentating yes. at the time. And so like Pat is like kneeling down and trying to come up with a plan. And I was like, I feel so bad for this guy right now. He's literally, He's literally just like going to wing this workout. And that's actually exactly what he ended up doing. Yeah, you just got to be... It sucks. They both had to literally waste their first attempt. Yeah, he could have... I think he could have done it much, much faster than that. Um, I think he did. They post about it today. Oh, did he do it again? Yeah. I told him, I was like, I don't know why you would do it again because you're already a shoo-in for like a spot at the games. It doesn't fucking matter. You're like in fourth place. So I don't know why you'd want to do it again. Plus, he's like, he traveled a bunch and like... Did it in 11 fucking 10. Yeah, and you did it in like 11 minutes. So it's going to be like top 100 or top 200 worldwide score. Like, fine. No big deal. You're not third in the world anymore. Um, But I guess that's unacceptable. So that's really crazy that he did it again. Yeah. That's wild. Um, But yeah, his his plan, which did not work out because of the the straps on the muscle-ups, his plan was to do like a set of 25 muscle ups to start mine too. And then to move to on, quite honest, to move on to the, uh, to move on to like the row and the wall ball for a while and then come back and finish up the muscle ups and then go and finish up the row and the wall ball. And that didn't quite work out cause the straps were super long. So he started like swinging. So he had to like come off early and he had to like, you know, play it by ear from that point on. But either way he still finished it ridiculously fast. Um, it was, it was a cool event. Reebok's a really interesting place. Their 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 office. It reminds me of our old office at Flow. Um, you know, big open spaces, open seating, sit wherever you want. But it has like you know next level of everything else, like cool murals, you know, coffee and food and like you know all this different shit to do and giant fucking gym right in the right in the basement. Uh, well, first floor. But either way, it was it was really cool. I'm actually I'm actually really happy that I got a chance to go out there. The, the one bummer is that the end product was like, from a technical standpoint, it be like that. It do be like that sometimes, bro. But either way, fuck it. The opens over, for me at least. I'm yeah. not doing that workout again. My shoulder like survived my first attempt, and that's all I can hope for. Like I'm like so fucking lucky. My shoulder survived that first attempt, and I'm just like, all right, let's. How about we fix this shit up? How about we make? How about I can do pull-ups again at some point? That'd be cool. Been rubbing ice cream on it every every evening. It's not working. You you think it would work? <laughs> yeah, getting really cold, but it ain't working. Yeah, and and getting fluffy doesn't help either. Yeah, yeah, man. I got to be unfluffed. If you want to do pull-ups pain-free, I'd recommend like unfluffing. Getting back down the fighting weight. Yeah, but I have like so much chocolate in my <laughs> in my fridge right now, like. Have macarons. I mean, it's either that or you balls. decide right now that your career as a strongman starts. My career as a strongman would be over the moment it started. I, 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 I has not has that. <laughs> I don't have huh. that. Uh, you can get your participation trophy. Yeah. The training would be funner. The training the would be pretty be cool. a lot funner. I've got to think about that. Not, I've, I've like, are, are you going to get more out of strongman competition monetarily than you will out of crossfit competition it's i don't a, think so it's no the fucking same you're, you're just doing it for the fun of it for the sake of the participation trophy so yeah. i'd say just start eating cheesecake every night train strongman meaning no pull-ups no body weight stuff ever just lifting weight oh yeah and then uh go show up compete 
just like you do in CrossFit, I'm, and get and take nothing away from it. I'm going to transition actually into a much more lucrative career as a professional video game player, and uh, it's going to be super lit. I've been training for it my whole life. It's going to yeah. be awesome. You and like 16 million other 12-year-olds. Fuck it. I have something those 12-year-olds don't. Ju- Credit cards. <laughs> I said a job, and I was like, no, he doesn't. He doesn't have that either. <laughs> uh, no, I don't I don't know. I'll be fine. I have credit cards. I'll, I'll figure it out. I'll be fine. Ain't no thing. How do credit cards give you an advantage in professional video game playing? Oh, fuck. I can buy stuff. You can buy followers, dog. There you go. You Ghost buy, accounts. I can buy followers. I, I can buy tutoring, like video game tutoring. <laughs> I think that's a thing. I can buy... Better salt money better opportunity right there for my dude 100% that's a thing video game tutoring did you not know that's a thing no. go to Fiverr right fucking now and you can hire like a Fortnite tutor to teach you how to play Fortnite competitively god I'm fucking up you're doing the wrong shit bro doing the wrong shit can I tutor people for CrossFit if I don't have my L1 yeah, as long as not? I call it tutoring <laughs> yeah you're you're it's like instead of a instead of it being like programming it's not programming it's it's private tutoring yeah, you're, tu- you're tutoring for functional fitness, not CrossFit. That's, That's right. true. Mr. Fitness Miyagi right here. Like When you are ready, you will snatch. Until then, paint this fence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's. Uh, I'm glad the Open's over. I'm going to say I'm glad the Open's over. I have to put some thoughts together. I haven't quite put my thoughts together on, on how the Open went so far. You want my hot takes? Yeah. This has been the easiest Open. There has been one workout two workouts that really like sucked your soul but the last three workouts have been like all right cool either you can lift the heavy bar barbell either you can do 45 deadlifts at 315 or you can do 40 muscle-ups really quick or you can't and that's what these last three they feel like very single domain test it's like are you strong are you good at muscle-ups uh the first two were much more crossfitty like can you fucking be fitness the other three didn't feel like fitness yeah i mean my first blush feeling like kind of looking back at the five weeks is that the last three weeks were all single like really decided by one or maybe two abilities like skills not necessarily like a general melding of fitness right um but I, I personally think, I think 20.3 is a, is an awful workout. Like, I just don't think it's a well-programmed test. I think it, it, it has a lot of holes in it for what it's trying to do. It doesn't even do that particularly well. Uh, the standard made it even worse. And then 20.4 is was literally just a clean and jerk workout. I mean, if you can do those weights, then you're just fine. Yeah. And then the final workout is a muscle workout. So, um. You know, I I think there's obviously some nuances there, you know, that we're kind of glossing over. But certainly the first couple weeks of the Open were more like the speed of the Open workouts that I would imagine people are used to seeing. So, I don't know. I have to go back and like really think it through. Um, You know, there's definitely some highlights. There's definitely some low points. But uh, who knows? I mean, the, the, the fact is now we have finally a full year between now and the next Open. We don't have to, you know, we don't have to do this again in six months. So we'll see what happens with like a very, very long sanctional season, the CrossFit games and a very, very short off season again. And suddenly it's like next October. Back to the spooky open. We're back to the spooky open 2021. We'll have even better t-shirts then. Yeah. Yeah. Right. 
we'll probably still have some of these 2020 spooky open t-shirts left over to be honest with you but (laughs) (laughs) we'll send them we'll sell some vintage 2020 spooky open t-shirts yeah just scribble out that uh scribble out that zero put a one in there just kidding guys should not have put the dates on these fucking shirts (laughs) yep 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 yep. technically Uh, it's still 2020 technically technically true that's why people didn't buy it actually because it's it's the future in advance the future open they're like, what the fuck? It's not the twenty. It's not twenty twenty yet. If we could just get video of Kanye wearing <laughs> Kanye wearing the uh, spooky open shirts, those that shit I'm would sell like hotcakes. I'm doing my best. I mean, I, I'm wearing socks and slides, and I'm sending him those pictures every day of my socks and slides. And I'm hoping that he's inspired by it. Yeah, you got Adidas on. Um, I'll give him a wrap as well if mm-hmm. he wants one. I, like I ride him for him. No big deal. Yeah. Um, they're all about Jesus. And spooky open shirts. Yeah, they're all about Jesus and spookiness. And yeah. what's spookier than Jesus? I mean, he came back from the dead. He was a literal zombie. Literal dog. zombie. And we eat his flesh and drink his blood. So shit. Yeah, well, I that's, don't. That's it. I get it. I don't eat his flesh. Jesus was the first zombie. That's right. No gluten. Yeah, glu- I I eat gluten free Jesus flesh. Actually, that's my preference. My preference is gluten free Jesus flesh. Yeah. And also uh, low sugar Jesus blood. Yeah. Please, because I can't be spiking my insulin. You know that early on a sunday morning come on yeah who does that what am i a heathen jesus it's our savior literally (laughs) all right we're done we're done we're done that's it that's it this thing is is run out on all of its legs this thing is run out on its legs like all those people in the dune 4k taking taking their shoes off because of all the sand so kyle is in los angeles right now Dead. He, no, he actually might be back in the city of Austin, just barely. Might Married just under landed. strippers. Kyle is probably, Kyle's probably still working his way through that body of strippers in the corner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. but uh, we'll get there eventually. You can find him at Mr. Kyle Bogart. Go for a cliff. Well, you can find me at Cliff Bogart. Very fat Instagram account. Still fat. Uh, I'm at Chase504 on Instagram. And you can find me at Arm and Hammer TV. Thank you so much, everybody, for watching and listening. Totes appreciate it. Rick and Morty is back soon. As of this recording, it's tonight that it's back. So uh, maybe we'll talk about Rick and Morty yeah. next week. Find some Fuck way to yeah, watch we it. Will. That'd be great. We should mm-hmm. find some way to watch it. That's right. Either way, folks, totes preach. See you guys next time.